0: tuesday everybody welcome back into another edition of (laughs) prime sports world and on today's show, we got to talk about a Monday Night Football Super Wild Card game briefly, uh, and then we got to break down that Divisional Round preview and predictions. I'm of course your host, David On Point, uh, TJ, and Izzy may or may not be on this show. But I am joined by the, from the Daily Blitz Stop blog, Mr. Christian Simpson in the show. Uh, also, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do miss our live show, uh, you can watch us on various streaming networks, including uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, Apple Podcast and Samsung Music, one of, uh, Amazon Music, Am- Amazon, one of those. Uh, I'll share the link to the streaming sites as well. Uh, as you are in prom sports world, and it is the NFL season starting to wind down. And Christian, yesterday I joked that the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay.
1: Look, they I want to get my hopes up.
0: I want to get my hopes they, they, up. They won a they playoff game, and every time the Giants win a playoff game, they win the Super Bowl, at least since I've been alive.
1: Yeah, um, like <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Um, I did. First off, David, did you miss me these last three I, I, Mondays? I did miss you. I did. I missed you. I missed you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's crazy? Um, I gave an interview to the Sports Cubicle on WCPC eight twenty AM in Chicago. I got to send you that link so you can check it out. And I was asked by one of the guys. Which team in Super Wild Card weekend home team could you see getting upset? And without hesitation, I said the Minnesota Vikings. However, yes, I did have Minnesota winning the game when I did my preview, but I was not surprised that they lost this game because I'll explain what the Giants did when we talk about the game that we're going to preview in a little bit. But, yeah, it was a fun weekend of football, and I know we have a Monday night game you want to talk about and recap because I have a lot to say about that.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's just jump straight into it. Uh, there's not much to a lot to be said here as the Cowboys beat down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the fact that this game was 31 to 14, this game was really not that close. Like even like even 31 to 14, a blowout. The game was really not that close. Uh, the, the Buccaneers didn't score until like the fourth quarter in this game. Uh, the Cowboys win 31 to 14. Uh, Dak Prescott may have had his best game as a professional football player, at least in the National Football League. Um, 25 of 33, 305, four tutties. Uh, he also punched one in on the uh, on the ground. Uh, they had a balanced passing uh, running attack with Tony Pollard getting 15 carries, Ezekiel Elliott getting 13 carries, and then in the air, Dalton Schultz two touchdowns, C.D. Lamb a touchdown, Michael Gallup a touchdown. And if this is the last game of Tom Brady's professional career, this will not be a game that he's going to want to remember fondly. Um, Tom Brady, 35 of 66. Two touchdowns, both of them in garbage time and a really bad interception in this game. He did throw for 351 yards. Uh, Their running game is not really worth talking about, but Rashad White did lead them in rushing yards, 7 for 41. Um, Chris Godwin had had 10 catches for 85 yards. Julio Jones, potentially his last touchdown uh, of his NFL career uh, in this game. And then Cameron Braid had a touchdown late in this game as well, uh, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers basically got beat from goalpost to goalpost,
1: whistle to whistle in this game. Yeah, they did. And the way I'm looking at it, Dallas has seen Tampa Bay three times in less than two years. They saw them in 2021 when they opened up the regular season, opened up the regular season against them again in 2022. And this was their third time yesterday. And if you notice, David, those first two times that they met, guess what the problem was for Dallas? They put no type of pressure. They could get no pressure on Tom Brady. And what do do I always tell you? I've been working with you for a couple years. When you pressure Tom Brady up the middle, he's a completely different quarterback. They were in his face and in his pocket, and you got to get to him before he can get rid of that football. And they made him look old. I think the shocking thing
0: about this is they only had two sacks in the game, but uh, you know they had twelve pass, pass deflections. They had six hit quarterback hits in this game. They had five tackles for loss during this game. Yeah, and I love what.
1: Yeah, and I love what Dallas did because they simplified the game defensively, played soft a little bit, kept safeties high, and they were able to get home with with four, sometimes even three. You notice Dallas didn't even blitz a lot last night, and I know that's one they, thing that Dan. Quir- they, they didn't need to. No, they didn't need to. And that's one thing that Dan Quinn definitely likes to do. Um, Offensively, I thought this was the Cowboys' best game plan of the year, being able to establish Tony uh, Pollard, being able to establish Ezekiel Elliott. But Tampa Bay kept playing that cover three, keeping those safeties deep, daring Dallas to run the football, and Dak really attacked them and really got the tight ends going. Offensive line was great. Dak had the cleanest uniform out of anybody on that field last night he was well, he,
0: his, uniform, his uniform was a little messy but that not because of hits he was just making good plays um i also wanted to give an update on russell gage as tom brady threw a pass to him late in this game basically hung him out to dry for real uh and he would basically he tried to get up he basically was sidelined They took him off the court in a stretcher uh he's been released from the hospital um today so he's the prognosis for Russell gage is mostly positive man tom brady legit threw sold him out to dry on that terrible pass attempt um i'm not sure what tom brady was doing like this i i i don't want to say that tom brady is washed because i i know he's had his moments but like he didn't look like the tom brady and it I also don't want that to be the last memory I have of Tom Brady. Um, also, this game caused Byron Leftwich his job, uh, which is shocking to me because Byron Leftwich doesn't play defense, doesn't doesn't coach the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, no, he
1: definitely doesn't. I couldn't agree with you Probably anymore. Not. But remember, and the guy was a hot
0: shot coaching candidate last season, and now he's out of his job after a game where he doesn't he doesn't
1: coach this defense. No, he he absolutely doesn't. Like I said, you're not wrong. I couldn't agree with you anymore, but. Remember what I told you last week, David? Tom Brady doesn't put fear into me like he did in years past and yesterday. Furthermore, proved my point. Um, Defensively for Tampa Bay, they really miss Shaq Barrett. He was their best pass rusher. They could get no type of pressure at home. The only way they could get pressure was if they blitzed. Nobody likes to blitz more than a Todd Bowles coach team. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if that
0: whole entire coaching staff gets cleared out. Uh, really disappointing season for Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll talk about them more when we talk about season preview stuff. But from there was no there. There was like no redeemable aspect for Tampa Bay. To like hey, hey, we did this well in this game. They didn't do anything well. Not nothing.
1: No, they didn't. And I think yesterday was just a microcosm of their entire season. Like one minute you thought they had it going, and then they revert back to playing good football. They can never really find that that level of consistency that we saw in 2020 and even last year when you thought they had it all together. I mean, they just had problems on top of problems. And, yeah, a lot of question marks now. was yesterday, Tom's last game. But just an absolutely dominant performance by the Dallas Cowboys. They physically dominated and punched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the mouth, and Tampa could never recover. It's true. Um, uh, let's move on before we move into the divisional round. We still gotta give out our game balls. Christian, who are you giving your game ball to? I'm about to look at these stats real quick because I forgot we were doing game balls to be honest with you, David. <laughs> oh sorry, man. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all
0: good. Uh, all right. I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, you uh, go first. Uh, so
1: I'm gonna give my game ball to Trevor Lawrence.
0: Um I know he had one of the worst first halves of any playoff game that any of uh, a first playoff game anyone's ever started. But the fact that he was able to keep it together and, you know, it would have been easy for them to collapse on that game and just be like, oh, I guess I'm having the day. Uh, Trevor Lawrence pulled it together, four touchdowns, uh, three of them in the second half. I also had one rushing. uh, Trevor Lawrence, game ball for him.
1: Yeah, I like that. And I know you've been high on Trevor all year long, David. I have been. hmm? And you know what? All right, my game ball. I'm giving it to my quarterback, baby, Daniel Jones. <laughs> he should, dude. He had, it probably is. He probably had his
0: best game as a starting quarterback in the National Football League in that couldn't, game. Oh,
1: couldn't agree. I think this is the best season he's had of his career. Twenty-four.
0: 24- well, I'm not sure that's saying a lot,
1: but yeah. But look, he finally has a coach that's able to work with him and cater to his strengths. He hadn't had that. The last couple of years. I mean, think about it. Before Brian Dable, he had Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator. Let that sink in.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. Daniel Jones is for sure had his best. And the way the Giants went out and beat the Minnesota Vikings, because they didn't run the ball all that much, they came out passing the ball. They're like,
1: Daniel Jones is going to lead us to victory. And he did. Yeah. He did. He went 24
2: 35,
1: 301 yards passing. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Then he also led the team in rushing with 78 yards. Um, Just an unbelievable f- performance at the uh, at the office, and that was a gritty win for the New York Giants. 100%. It would have been easy for them when Minnesota started to come back to kind
0: of fold, um, but this Giants team under Brian Dayball does not fold. Absolutely not. So let's get into the divisional round. let's talk about the first matchup and it's that Jacksonville Jaguars team at nine and eight going into Arrowhead taking it on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Kansas City well rested after getting that by uh, Jacksonville on their side Trevor Lawrence Travis Etienne, Kristen Kirk Evan Ingram was quietly had a fantastic season at the tight end position. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Walker Whittle, Zay Jones, Luke Fortner, Marvin Jones Jr. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they got Josh Allen, Rashawn Jenkins, Tyson Campbell, and uh O-Kwan-Mu. I, I just Olacon, yeah, Olacon. Sorry. Uh, on Kansas City side, they're 14 and 3. Uh, their usual suspect there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Ketchy, Travis Kelsey. Wow, Oof. Orlando Brown, Tra- Andrew Wiley, Creed Humphrey, Jarek McKinnon, who's quietly had one of the best seasons as At the running back position this year, and Joe Tooney. uh, Defense: Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Trent McDuffie, Nick Bolton, and Justin Reed uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, when I look at this matchup, I know they played a couple of weeks ago in the regular well, a couple of months ago. That's a better way to put it in the regular season. And Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdown passes. Weeks later, Jacksonville coming off that win man, on Saturday. I was shocked seeing that. And, you know, TJ made a really good point because we were talking during that game. And he was like, okay, for as great as Trevor Lawrence was, can we give the defense some credit? Because yeah. they were – and he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right because they kept that Chargers offense in check. Um, Kansas City, they've kind of played with that chip on their shoulder this year everybody wrote them off not me sorry i just had to throw that in there everybody wrote them off russell wilson's in denver the chargers they could be a super bowl team um the raiders they got Devonte adams the chiefs lost tyree Hill, and what do they do they just go out and they continue to play that consistent brand of football and it starts with who Number 15, probably going to win his second league MVP this year. Been the best quarterback in the National Football League. But what are we going to get from the Chiefs' defense? That's the one thing that always seems to keep them from advancing to the promised land, which is the Super Bowl. I think the key for Jacksonville is they got to run the football. Keep that offense on the sidelines. Slow the game down. But here's the thing. If there's any team that can match Kansas City, throw for throw, it's Jacksonville. Like, they have a strong offensive line. Trevor Lawrence can push the ball up and down the field. They can convert on third down. I think that's going to be key. And then the key when you play Kansas City is two things. You got to hit Mahomes, and you have to try your hardest to try and limit and double Travis Kelsey. Easier said than done. It's like teams know that. They come in with the perfect game plan to stop him, and he's still getting the ball. And I think
0: Jacksonville <laughs> has the linebacking core where they can, they can make things interesting for Travis Kelsey. Like they have the safeties in the linebackers. There's like a really good safety. I mean, they have the linebackers here, like Trayvon Walker. Um, Olakanu is a really good player. I'm not pronouncing that name right at all. Yeah. Um, and the Josh, the other Josh Allen. Ola not
1: the Kahn. quarterback, not the quarterback. Y'all. Yeah.
0: The other Josh Allen, but yeah, he's a great linebacker too. And they have some, you know, they have some guys that can really make life difficult for like get after the pressure and Tyson, Chan- Tyson Campbell's had a really quiet, they had a great season, Darius Williams, who they got from the Rams has been a pretty solid free agents signing here. Like this is a defense that's gotten a little bit better this off season. And um, as the season has gone on and yeah, the last time these two teams played was November 12th, 20, 2022, mm-hmm. um, Kansas city won that game 27 to 10, to 17, a 10 point victory yep. uh, for the Kansas city chiefs. Um, but I, I think when it comes down to, I think the inexperience of this Jacksonville Jaguars team, because I looking at their roster, the only player I think that has any sort of playoff experience on this team is Evan in- or not Evan Ingram, uh, Brandon Sheriff, and maybe Marvin Jones Jr. He was on those Cincinnati Bengals teams that went to the playoffs, but other than that, I'm not sure what they have in the way of playoff experience.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what is going to help Kansas City prevail. I like the Chiefs in this one. I just think you know that home crowd—they're gonna feed uh, off that energy. Arrowhead's gonna be rocking. This is gonna be a tough environment for that young football team in Jackson. Yeah, I
0: mean they're not, they're not going into like they know they were having a home game. Like they're not going into Duval County, and they're not gonna be playing a fan base so, like the Chargers, the Chiefs, like the Chargers fans. They're not gonna, they don't really travel, but this is in Arrowhead. You're gonna have this has gonna be the hostile crowd that De- Trevor Lawrence has probably ever played in front of, even more so than like the Natty.
1: Can't say you're wrong.
0: So, uh, yeah, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs in this game as well. Uh, I just think the the Kansas City Chiefs are too much on offense. I think they'll do enough on defense to limit the Jacksonville Jaguars. This might be a
1: high-scoring game. Yeah, I previewed this one on the site today. I have Kansas City winning this one by 10 again, 31-21. Uh, to the NFC and the sa- staying on Saturday, we got two division round, two division
0: rivals going head to head for the third time. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles got the clean sweep against the New York Giants in the regular season, but this is the playoffs, and it's difficult to to three t- beat a team three times in the same season. Uh, although lately, it has been done more than like when this stat was first. I remember when I first started doing a podcast, it was like that almost never happened. Now it's been pretty consistent that the team that plays the third time usually wins anyways. Um, but yeah, looking at the Giants roster there, the nine, seven and one Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton, number one wide receiver, Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, my argument that he should still win. Offensive Rookie of the Year, but he will not. Uh, Matthew Breida, John Feliciano, and Isaiah Hodgins, a good wide receiver there. And then defense, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Kayvon Thibodeau, who were monsters uh, in that game against Minnesota, those three guys for sure. Uh, And then Philadelphia, 14-3, they're coming off the bye. Uh, They got Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Jason Kelsey, Devontae Smith, Lane Johnson, Boston Scott, Lander Dickerson, and Dallas Goddard at the tight end position. And then the defense, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, big play Slay, and James Bradbury.
1: All right, David, you already oh. know what's coming. Let's go. Shameless this is plug,
2: fun, number, number one, baby.
1: baby. Let's Man, go. There's nothing like a rematch in the playoffs, but there's nothing like a divisional rematch come playoff time. These teams, these fan bases do not like each other. These teams don't like each other. There's no love loss. And that's pun intended. I look at the Giants. That was such a gritty win for them. And I love Wink Martindale. He almost got my game ball for what he did. That game plan against Minnesota was perfect. Kept, played Justin Jefferson tight with coverage underneath. and kept a single high safety over the top. So wherever he went, he was bracketed. And when he did catch the ball, they bought him down right away. They're going to have to intensify that game plan, I think, a little bit more on, on Saturday night. Because A.J. Brown, he can impact the game. He can go underneath. He can take the top off the zone. And look at the impact that he's had for this Eagles offense, it's almost reminiscent of Terrell Owens in 2004. Just, you know, the the, the toughness he brings, he brings the toughness, he brings the swagger, and he brings the confidence to that offense. And that team thrives off that, and that's saying a lot. When you're comparing his impact to the impact of a now pro football Hall of Famer. I look at the Eagles, they were hot at one point. Jalen Hurts comes out. He's out with the shoulder injury, and they lose those two games. He comes back week seventeen. They lock up the one seat. Fourteen wins. I think Nick Sirianni is going to win Coach of the Year. Um, this is. I gonna don't think. Be, I, don't, I don't. think so. You don't think so? No, I think. I think.
0: I, I honestly think either Brian Dayball or Doug Peterson are going to win that award. Uh, I think that everybody expected the Eagles to be good. Like the fact that they're this good is, you know, not a shock. I think most people. I had the Eagles as a playoff team. Um, the fact what those two guys did with the Giants and the Jaguars, respectively, I think is probably the best coaching job of the NFL. This
1: yeah. Way. Yeah. I think it comes down to those two. You know, you could even give Pete Carroll a little love, too. True. I, I also think uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan and 49ers I was just you know, about to say that I was just about because I think this is Kyle's finest job as the San Francisco head coach winning 10 in a row and you're on your third string quarterback. Like that—that yeah. that really says a lot. He would get my vote, to be honest. Um, if I if I had a vote, I'd I vote I'd go Brian Dable. I I think okay. his his impact
0: on the New York Giants has been incredible this season. And yeah, he would be if I had a vote, I would vote Brian Bradell for Coach of the Year. But this seems like one of those seasons where like I I don't know who's going to win Coach of the Year. Yeah, like, there's no yeah way it's kind
1: of it's kind of wide open. It's kind of yeah. wide open. Um. I see this game being close. I think this comes down to the fourth quarter. I could see this coming down to a field goal. I preview it tomorrow. Be on the lookout. Um, but, yeah, with that being said,
0: yeah, I think these are two teams that know each other pretty well. But I think this is the game, especially this game, where the lack of weapons for the New York football giants, is really going to get exposed because the secondary of the Eagles is elite. I uh, they're going to get pressure under the uh, under Daniel Jones. I think they'll force him into some mistakes. Um, I think the Eagles win this game. I, I think it's going to be, you know, 21-18 maybe. I don't know if you consider that low scoring, but I do, uh, at least in today's NFL um Yeah, but I have the Eagles winning this game. I think they force the Giants <laughs> into a sloppy play. I think they limit Jaquan Barkley's effectiveness. I think Daniel Jones reverts back to what we kind of expect out of him as a starting quarterback in the league this year. So. Yeah. Okay. From Saturday into Sunday and the matchup. Oh, man, I got this. Oh, uh, hold on one second. I got to fix that. It's
1: going to. Oh, I just caught that. Yeah, I didn't update
0: <laughs> that. Uh, but yeah, this is a rematch of the matchup we never got uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, obviously, with the scary situation with demar Hamlin, it's mm-hmm. good to hear that he's doing well. Um, but yeah, now we get to see this matchup in the playoffs, and Buffalo is the home team in this matchup. Uh, they're 13 and three. The Bengals are 12 and four. Uh, Bengals obviously beat the Ravens, Buffalo obviously beat. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but looking at the key players on offense for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Alex Kappa, Tyler Boyd, Ted Caracas, and Samaji P. Ryan, uh, Jonah Williams probably will not play in this game uh, unless he's just Superman, I guess. Uh, key players on the defensive side of the ball, Jesse Bates third, Von Bell, DJ Raider, Logan Wilson, and BJ Hill. Uh, I didn't even list uh, Sam Hubbard or Trey Hendrickson, who are definitely big time players on their defensive side of the ball. And Buffalo. On their side, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary. I still don't think he got that first down against the Miami Dolphins, but whatever. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Deion Dawkins, and Mitch Morse. And on defense, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, uh, Ed Oliver, and Jordan Poyer uh, for the Buffalo Bills on their side on defense. Um, But, yeah, this is the matchup we were supposed to get a couple weeks ago. Obviously, we did not get it because of our unforeseen circumstances. But we got it now into playoffs for all the marbles. Uh, One of these teams is going to be
1: disappointed shameless plug number two, baby. I was waiting Let's for you, go. David. Sorry, uh, I had my finger up. Uh, there we no, go. No, no, um, <laughs> I'm going to say this. The winner of this game, I think, represents the AFC in the Super Bowl. I agree with you. Um, I look at Cincinnati. I didn't like the way they looked on Sunday because – Baltimore was physical with them early on. Baltimore put pressure on Joe Burrow. And Cincinnati couldn't get that running game going. I think when they get that running game going, they're, they're more balanced of an offensive attack. And what have I always told you? Joe Mixon is their version of Aaron Jones. And I think he's going to be key in this game. Him and Tyler Boyd. Tyler goes under the radar because you have T Higgins. You have Jamar Chase. So Tyler is a true number three option. He's like their Muhammad Sanu. Remember all those years of Muhammad Sanu? Yeah, that's exactly Tyler Boyd's role now with this offense. And what I like about the Bengals defense is they're sneaky physical and they can take away what it is you want to do. They can eliminate the big play down the field. Now, looking at Buffalo, I didn't like the way they looked on Sunday because they're up 17 and I think you probably saw my preview for this game. I said the main key for Buffalo it was Josh Allen had to play clean football. He could not turn the ball over. And what's he do? Turns the ball over twice. Three times. You know, um, He turns it over three times, right? Yeah, two picks and then that fumble. Right, right. And the thing about Buffalo is when they build up leads, they get complacent, which is why you always hear me say it, and you always hear Izzy say it. When you have that lead, run the football. You're still in control of the game. Um. This is going to be a shootout. I see the ball really flying around in this one. I'm really excited for this game. I previewed this one on Thursday. Be on the lookout for it.
0: Yeah. uh, But thinking back off of that, I I really didn't like what I saw at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they were going up against an undermanned Baltimore Ravens team, a game they probably should have won fairly easily, um, but they were never able to establish the run against the Baltimore Ravens. And Joe Mixon was never really able to get that running game going in that game against Baltimore. Um, but on the other side, of the, yeah, I, I think when you talk about the Buffalo Bills, yeah, I, I didn't love what I saw out of them. I, I think like they they play too loose with the football almost all the time, and it, it's going to come back to burn them. And if they play like they did against Miami, I mean, they don't have their third-string quarterback here in Cincinnati. This is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will make you pay. Uh, I asked Tom Brady what happens. He made a bunch of mistakes in a game against a game. They were up 17 to nothing, and with a blink of an eye, that score was a blowout going the other way for Cincinnati um Josh Allen has to be better about maintaining the control of the football you cannot turn it over Uh, if you turn it over this Bengals team will take advantage of that those short fields and those short situations with that being said I still think that Buffalo because of the narrative around this team I think they're they're playing for more than just playing you know what I mean like I think they're playing for a little bit more and I think that's going to motivate them to continue this strong play uh, I got Buffalo winning this game uh, I do think this is going to be high scoring I think this is potentially going to be the best game of the weekend
1: I couldn't agree with you anymore I think we're going to be on the edge of our seat and I, I see myself texting you during this game David <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'd love to hear it uh, and then the final matchup uh, was solidified last night uh, with that beatdown by the Dallas Cowboys as they go into Levi's Stadium and take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Dallas 12-5, and 5, San Francisco 13-4. Uh, we look at Dallas on offense, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyler Smith, Dalton Schultz, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Tyron Smith, Jason Peters, I'm not sure if he'll play in this game or not. Uh, he left that game against Tampa and did not return. Uh, but that could have been just game flow, so maybe he'll come back. Uh, I have not seen what the injury is. I will look it up here in a second. Uh, key players on defense, uh, Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Barr, and Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence was a monster in that game against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, on the San Francisco side of this, this is the probably been the most impressive team uh, over the last month or so, uh, as they've just beat people down. like that. None of their games have been remotely close, um, as, other than that Raider game. But other than otherwise, they have just throttled teams. Uh, looking at their offense, Brock Purdy, Chris McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Juan Jennings, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and Elijah Mitchell back. Three uh, touchdowns since he returned uh, in two weeks. Uh, key players on defense, obviously, Nick Bosa, who should be DPOY, Fred Warner, Credavious Ward, and Trey Greenlaw. Line, rolling up that linebacker there. Uh, but they have more players on the defense side. I even listed here. Their defense is incredible.
1: All right, David, you want to do this one together? Yeah, let's do it. All right, one, two, three. Same as plug number three, three baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to start with the home team. I want to start with the 49ers. This is actually my pick to represent the NFC. Um, I think just the way they're playing right now and how they've simplified the game for Brock Purdy and how this defense is playing. This defense flies to the football. They have a lot of speed um, on each tier of the defense. And you said it best. Nick Bosa, He he's the Aaron Donald. Of this defense. I'm not saying he's in the same bracket as Aaron Donald, but I'm talking about from an impact standpoint. They build that defense around him and everyone else thrives off what it is that he's able to do. I think these are the two best defensive players in the league in this game Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. Um, but yeah, when I look at San Fran, man, just the confidence that they're playing with. This team has won 11 in a row and Brock Purdy continues to impress me. However, this is going to be the best defense that he's seen in the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to throw a lot of different looks at him. They're either going to rush three. They're either going to rush four. They're going to play back in coverage. They're going to play a lot of soft zone, and they're going to do all they can to bottle up Debo Samuel and force Brock Purdy to beat them with another weapon. Dallas, like you said at the top of the show, that was the best game. I think they've played completely minus the kicking problems <laughs> in, in, in quite some time. Um that took great care of the ball they were running the football um cd lamb you know he he played like a grown-ass man yesterday yeah he, he really did dalton schultz playing like a grown man but bobby schultz's cousin dalton there schultz. we go there we go there we go you better put that out there and then you know i look at i look at dallas's defense and everything they were able to do got whatever they wanted didn't blitz because they didn't have to like you said um i just want to see which quarterback can consistently make plays when it matters most i cannot wait to preview this one uh that preview drops on friday friday evening be on the lookout for that one, Cowboys, 49ers on the website, the one that David always plugs for me, the DailyBlitz.blog. This is going to be a physical and hard-hitting football game. Who can run the ball more consistently? That's what I think this is going to come down to.
0: So the Dallas Cowboys are not playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again and their offensive line. This is the best offensive line in the National Football League, and that trade for Chris McCaffrey is really paying dividends uh, for the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy. It's been pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, they, they simplified the offense, but like he's been what you want in a, in a quarterback, he doesn't make mistakes, he gives what the defense has given him. And I think that's what he, he's going to do a lot in this game. Um, look for Dallas, they're still looking for that other corner on the other side. I know they signed Xavier Rhodes, uh, he played okay in that game against Tampa Bay. But this is a team that even has more weapons than Tampa Buccaneers. I mean, they have three wide receivers that could be number ones. With most other teams in the NFL. Uh, even Juwan Jennings is a really good wide out. Go uh, George Kittle is a matchup nightmare. Um, I don't really know what they're going to, who they're going to match up. I guess Clayton Vanderash will probably have to draw that matchup. Um but this is the most complete team in the NFL when we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers -hmm. and it's not going to be a question of which version of this team are we going to see? Like we have those questions with the Dallas Cowboys on a regular basis, right? Like we always kind of wonder like if they're going to be one of those teams that like, you know, like last night, They were 33-35 split when it comes to running and passing the football. That's a pretty balanced passing attack. The Cowboys have a tendency to get away from that balance. They tend to let try to win – let force Dak Prescott to try to win them all their games. Um, I also know that the game flow was kind of like game flow stuff. Um, The fact that they ran the ball 35 times because they were up by so much. But even when they got up, they were still throwing the football – San Francisco 49ers, we don't have those questions. We know exactly what they're going to be. Uh, they're going to be running the ball first. They're going to play elite defense. And they're going to beat you with the dunk stuff. They're going to block well with their wide receiver position. I'm taking San Francisco to win this game. Uh, they're just they're just a better team than the Dallas Cowboys from top to bottom.
1: So, David, I'm writing this down. So will you, I'm writing this down with all my uh, radio hosts, for all uh, everyone I contribute for. So, for you, NFC Championship. San Francisco and Philly, and for the AFC Championship, Buffalo, Kansas City. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. I I also, but if the Giants, I wouldn't surprise me. The Giants beat the Eagles. Like I just, it wouldn't. Like I I wasn't I wasn't really kidding. Like the fact that the Giants just seem to like if they win a playoff game when they're in the playoffs, especially coming out of that wild round where they're the road team, they usually end up going to the Super Bowl.
1: I'll say this. I think a major key for the Giants, they got to ugly that game up. I'm talking. They got to run the football, and they got to make it a dogfight because they don't have the weapons to make it a shootout with with Philly. So that's what's going to be key for them. Ugly the game up. Get your tight end involved. Run the football. Dink and dunk it to Saquon. And then allow Daniel Jones to move the pocket. Allow Daniel Jones to make things happen with his feet.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree with you more, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, going to go in Philadelphia at the uh, in the NFC championship game. And then yeah, I got Kansas City and Buffalo uh, playing that game in Mercedes uh, for the right to go to the Super Bowl next week, and we'll be breaking down those matchups uh, as we get closer. Uh, but, yeah, this has been our Divisional Round Preview uh, Super wildcard Mo- Weekend Monday Night Football Recap. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, my name is David Huffman right there from the Daily Blitz blog. Mr. Christian Simpson. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We will not have a crossover episode tomorrow, so I know you guys are looking forward to that content, but the crossover will return next week. Uh, and we will still do the Chicago Bears preview episode on Thursday um, where we talk about their offseason, what they need to work on as they – as a franchise i guess because they just you know they made a lot of changes already uh new president of basketball president of football operations uh the kid uh, kevin warner uh from the big 10 uh, so we'll see how that ends up working out uh, but thank you very much for joining us uh, please like share and subscribe and christian what we do hit the prime my friend
1: we bring the heat the yes, only sir. way we know how
0: Absolutely, we bring the heat, and we and we have shameless plugs for Daily. Plus and we Stop right,
1: <laughs> and we have and we have shameless plugs, and there's nobody else I'd rather do the shameless plugs with than my man David on point.
0: Hundred percent, man. I will see you later. You have a good night, buddy.
1: Absolutely, brother. You too. And uh,
0: everybody else, be safe out there.